the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Reminded of the old commercial, you've just won the World Series. What are you going to do now? You've just been given the love of heaven. What are you going to do now? Let's talk about that next. The God of this universe, the one who has created all that we could think or imagine, has shed his love abroad in your heart, calling you a child of God. What is your response? Well, as we're seeing in Galatians 5, verses 7 through 12, it is a way to serve. Love will always find a way to serve, and that is what we're looking at today on Truth For Today. Won't you join us? Here's Pastor Phil Howard with today's broadcast. And they were baptized in the cloud under Moses, and they followed that rock, which was Christ. But with many of them, God was not pleased, because on the freedom march, they fell to lusting, they fell into immorality, they fell into murmuring, they fell into complaining. They didn't fall in Egypt, they fell in their freedom. On the freedom march is when they started doing so much sin, and God killed thousands of them, not Pharaoh. God is dangerous. I remember being in strict circles. And when I started teaching these doctrines of grace, I had these warnings given to me. Warnings. Watch out. You're going to, he's setting himself up. He wants to go out and do a bunch of sinning. And that's why he's talking grace all the time. And this is what Paul is now going to move in. Hey, just because we're not under law, We're not free to sin. We're never free to sin. Just because we're free from the control of the sin nature, we're not free to give sin an opportunity to build a beachhead in our heart and life. You've got to be very careful about sin. Make no provision for the flesh. You don't want to be there. So, uh, he says, "Be, be careful in your liberty. And then he says, why have you been liberated? And we just pick up two things. He says, you've been liberated to love. You never, uh, being under the law, you weren't free to do it out of love. You just had to obey or bear the penalty. Listen to what he says there. Uh, Do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Rather, out of love is the Greek order, out of love or through love, You ought to be serving one another. Then he qualifies the love. The entire law is summed up in a single command. Love your neighbor as yourself. You know that Romans 13 says if you love, you don't need a command to say don't murder, don't commit adultery. I can never love you and do those things against you. 1 Timothy 1, he said, the law was made for the lawless. It was not made for a righteous man. The law is made for those who are lawless. It's for boundaries. You know, the, um, I think there's a law 
in the state of California against wife beating. David, is there a law? Just not. Yeah, there is. Okay. We've had men arrested in this church. I've had to be involved who were beating up their wife. And so we were called in, walked into some bad situations. But did you know there's a law against beating your wife? But there's not a law on the books that says you have to buy her flowers for Mother's Day. There's a law for running over her foot in the driveway intentionally. And you've been calling it an accident for five times. But there's no law that says you have to kiss her. The law deals with abuses. The law deals with the outside boundaries. But law can never make you love her. Law can never make you love her. Law can never make you uh, stay faithful to her when she's in her ninth month of pregnancy and she's asking you why you got her in this shape. And when she's lost all of her uh, figure, but she's carrying your baby, uh, law won't keep her beautiful. Only love will. He said, the new ethic of the Christian life is not rules and regulations. It's love. But it's the kind of love that never makes you lawless. It's never the kind of love that says you can commit adultery because we're not under the law. It's not the kind of love that says you can go ahead and murder, we're not under the law. It's not the kind of uh, love that says you can go ahead and lie because, you know, we're not under the law. No, we're under a principle that exceeds anything the law ever could demand. The law put boundaries, minimum requirements around us, but now... God's people have had a principle of love inserted in them by the new birth by which the modus operandi of their heart is, I'm motivated by love. I love God. It's, for instance, going to church. You know, the worst thing you can do is make it a law for you to come to church. If you don't want to come to church, stay at home. I haven't been waiting for people who want to go to church for over 50 years now. I go to church. I look up saints wherever I am. When I'm in South Carolina with my daughter, I go to church. When I'm here, I go to church. When I'm on vacation, I go to church. I, why? Because if I go so many times a year, I get the gold star at the end for perfect attendance. You've got to be kidding don't you mess with my motivation. I love to be where people love him. I love to hear his praises. I love to hear his word. I don't go because I'm booked to do the preaching most of the time. Sometimes I wish I wasn't because I love to bask. You know, there's something, even a doubt, just telling the Lord today as you were singing, I said, Lord, this is like heaven to me to hear people sing your praises. Uh, I don't hear it any other place, but we're saints together. Now, but all of a sudden, you better be here. You better be there. No, drop dead. Now, I don't care if you come or not. I cannot care because everybody's getting lazier and lazier. It's good that we have our attendance. But it, it all becomes work. It's hard. It's do we have to? Don't tell me about do we have to. I'm the pastor. I've been here showing up for 36 years. 
And the law won't keep me showing up. It's loving God. Loving his people. Loving his word. And I'm so glad I'm not in China where I've got to sneak in a house church and hope the police don't break in on the meeting. I got all this liberty. Many Americans won't ever miss it because they haven't ever appreciated it. We're free to worship God as many days in the week, anywhere we want. Thank God you're still in America and we still have this privilege. Thank God. We do this because we love God. And the worst thing you can do is become legalistic. I, oh, I better do it. Oh, always penalty. I, well, I, well, I better sign up this month. Man, I'm going to feel guilty if I don't get enlisted. If you don't sign up because you love God, you will be a tragic in any department. Sit down, kids. I'm doing this because I'm just putting in my three months to teach you. And after this, I'm out of here. I'm just tired of the enlistment emphasis, but by George, I can take care of you for three months. Sit down, Johnny. I want to tell you how much Jesus loves you, you little brat. (laughs) You know, what motivation, what love. And they're going to say, oh, I want the Jesus my son talks about as she pulls my ear. No, no, no. Do you think a child could ever see the love of God in an adult that wasn't their mother or father? Do you think there's anybody on the planet that can love your kid for Jesus uh, just out of the love for Jesus like you love them like a mother and father? We can't match that. That's natural love. But could they ever see Christ? Richard was saved by a Sunday school teacher that taught him. He got saved when my children were saved. Leanne Williams, a gal, led my middle daughter to the Lord. Deborah was led to the Lord by an Assembly of God Bible Club out in Pinot Valley. And Carolyn got to lead Elizabeth to the Lord. Other people, other, other churches, other labels led some of my children to the Lord. God, I want to lead my kids to the Lord. No, I'm going to use a good news club. Take that and like it. And Deborah comes home, Dad. I received Christ today at this woman's. Hey, you're supposed to get saved under my ministry. I had to go where I could hear the gospel. Uh, Love is expressed. He tells you a way to express this love. It's not just gooey, sugary, sweet. It's a love that serves. Through love, serve one another. And it's a strong word. It's the strongest word. It's the word for slavery. And he's just been telling them they're not slaves, but it's a strong word. Do loss. Be slaving in loving one another. Uh, you know what? Here's the thing I want to say on the enlistment. To serve without love is uh, to miss it all. I was just reading uh, Warren Wearsby on a commentary, and he was talking about he got a day off. And on that day off, he decided uh, he'd help his boy fix his bike. And they, they worked on that. On that same day, his daughter was working on some school project, so he took her to the library, and they did this and that. And then another child. And so that whole day off, there was nothing in that day for him. He spent the whole day doing projects with three of his children, as the story is told. But he said, you know what? Uh, 
the service was all out of love. I didn't need a paycheck. It was just a joy to get to love my children. And service was a result of the love. I cannot tell you how many science projects that Carol and I have been involved in for Bethel Academy. I thought we were getting the class graduation. And then Steve Maul would come in with some engineered thing he bought from some, you know, mechanical company. I just wanted to spit in his eye. <laughs> I can barely draw a picture. Mechanical as a mud dauber. You know. But they got it. So Carol and I, we're looking up all the things. How could we get a project by which they could pass science? Does any parent know whereof I'm speaking? Thank you. Well, why should we serve? Jesus said in Matthew 20, I'm going to summarize three incidents so you can know. He said in Matthew 20, when James and John's mother put went in and interceded, the sons of Zebedee, said, could you give my sons first place in the kingdom? I want to be humble about it, but I think they're the best guys you're running with. The rest of them look like losers. And so she's bold enough to approach Jesus and do that. And so in the midst of that, Jesus said, you don't understand, dear Jewish mama. Uh, I'm not building a kingdom based upon lording it over people or authoritarian autocrats. Uh, I'm building a brotherhood. And by the way, in this outfit, uh, the greatest will be the servant of all. And uh, the one who really wants to go up will have to follow their master for the master will model. And in verse 28 of Matthew 20, 28, He says, just as the Son of Man came not to be ministered to, but to be a slave servant, give his life a ransom, I'm out to produce a people who want to follow me in this model. Astounding, astounding. His view of power, totally different than the rest of the world, especially the Gentile world of the day that ruled with a boot on the neck of Judea. He came to the end of his life. He only had 24 hours at the most to be alive on the earth. And what was on his mind? He said this, before I leave, I'd like to show these men to what extent I love them. I'm going to get them in an upper room and try to show them the full extent of my love. And he gets them in that room And uh, all of a sudden, you've got the God of glory kneeling right here, pouring the water, girding himself with a towel, and he's washing the feet. He has a little conflict with Peter there, but he finally submits, wants him to bathe him all over. He said, no, your feet, that's enough. Doing this, washing each man's feet, and In their culture, they know you hire a slave to do this. And he says to them, I've left you an example to do as I've done. If your master would serve like this, he's not asking you to do anything he hasn't modeled. Serve this way. 
gird the towel, stoop, stoop to wash the feet of people you know, you've already said it in the room, will flee you before the night's over and you'll go to your trial by yourself. So he says, do this, and he wraps up those famous words. By the way, love one another this way. For as the world observes this kind of love, now this is very interesting. The world does not interpret our love in theological terms. They interpret our love in practical service terms. Any slave would know this was a cultural vehicle and a cultural prop that says in any culture he's taken the low road he will wash feet and he says I leave you an example follow me and the world will know you know what the greatest evangelistic tool we have in this church is a love so observable in this community that's why Sean's party down there it won't be a lot of uh Oh, we won't hand out a lot of tracts. Probably we may do some. We may have some CDs. You know, you think, why do this? They just come and eat hamburgers. The community can translate a free hamburger as being something noble. When you live in the projects of Rodale, and your mama may be a crank addict, and your daddy in prison, and a church comes down there to give you a free hamburger and some free gifts, and some decent people just want to put their hand on you and say, we're glad you're here. They, without theology, can interpret this must be a loving act, just like the Bay Area Rescue Mission. You don't need to be a brilliant theologian to figure out love. We make it all theological. Well, have they been elect? We don't know. Who cares right now? Has this been predestined? We're predestinating it. We planned it for next Saturday. And if God wants to break in on the predestined plan, he'll just catch us home. In the meantime, I'm predestinating a vacation if God will let me go on it. We do a lot of predestinating ourselves, you know. So many Christians are non-intentional about God and evangelism. They just think it happens. Just have a Coke with somebody. They're going to get saved. They don't get saved having Cokes. Somebody has got to get a word to them. And so here Jesus said, follow me. And then I see Paul in 1 Corinthians 8 through 10. He's talking about Christian liberty. He says, the love I have makes me give up on behalf of weaker brothers. I will suspend any privilege I have for the sake of their conscience until they have knowledge. He says in chapter 9, by the way, he said, to do my ministry, I gave up the privilege of having a wife. Peter has a wife, but I gave that up. Why? I've been set free to serve, and it's all right for me to give up a wife if I could be more effective single. Matter of fact, I've given up the right to be paid. Ooh, I wonder how much ministry would happen if we gave up that one. I, you Corinthians, you never send me an offering. There's no place in all the Bible Corinthians ever gave him a dime. He worked and earned his own living while he preached among the Corinthian church. I gave that up. He said, it's not a strain on me to give up. Because love builds up. Knowledge only puffs up. You can know a ton. You can know all your liberties. Doesn't mean you love anybody. 
I tell you, there are so many things I have not done in life just because I wouldn't want to sacrifice my own influence. Influence means more to me than exercising all my privileges. I want to win people, and that's what Paul said. I will do whatever it takes. When I'm with the Jews, I act like them. When I'm with the Gentiles, I act. He said, though being without law, yet being in law in Christ. I am motivated inwardly by this love. And he's going to tell us next week, where do you get the power to live this way? He said, God's put the Holy Spirit in his people. So we're free. So how do we walk? We walk by love. We walk by a love that it's in our heart to want to render service to one another. We walk by means of the Spirit. There's the Christian life, and we walk by faith. Faith, love, a love that will serve, and by means of the Spirit. I am free as I can be, but in that freedom, he's given me the Spirit. In that freedom, he's given me his love. And in that freedom, this love makes me want to follow a Savior who always stoops. I love, I often quote it, David wrote it in Psalms 89, and he wrote it at the end of 1 Samuel. It's the song of David. And he gives a line. I, I just nearly froze as I read it. I cannot believe you could write that on Old Testament grounds. But he said, you stooped to make me great. And it's in the verse. I read it. Psalms 89, 1 Samuel about 26. What? This, you're an Old Testament. No, no. My God stooped to make a boy that's taking care of sheep great. You know what? Everything you've got in your life that's good came from a stooping Savior, a serving Savior, a Savior who loved you so much he would serve you. And I often think of that picture in Luke 12 that when we are gathered to the Mary Supper of the Lamb, it says the master of the party will gird himself to service. Christ, I think, will even be serving us in the future. So enter into the fellowship of the yoke, the fellowship of Christ. Dare not sign up on anything just to ease your conscience or out of guilt or compulsion. Service goes back to love. And if there's no love, there may be no salvation or maybe you've lost the first love. And the first thing you need to do is to get back to loving God and loving people. So when you love, you'll always find a way to serve. It'll break out. You just can't help it, can you? We've got a couple been coming to the second service, been coming back to church after 40 years of pain. And uh, she shows up last Wednesday night to see my wife. I want to do something. Can I help in any way? Who told her to do that? She's getting right with God. She's feeling the peace of God. And now she just wants to break out. So may God and his love move you. Let not guilt. Let not compulsion. That's legalism. That's law. You want the love of God to move your heart. Father, thank you. Thank you for your dear people. Thank you that we're free. We're free to serve. We're free to love. We're free to follow the Savior. And uh, the law could never produce this kind of joy and enthusiasm and wonder to be able to serve such a God as you. Let us not lose that. Let us not fall from our first love. 
but kindle it afresh in our hearts. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And once again, we've come to the end of our time together here today on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. As we lock things up for another day of broadcasting, we do so with a a way to contact us here at Truth For Today. If you have a question, a prayer request, comment, we would love to pray for you. If you have a praise report about how the program is encouraging you in Christ, we'd love to hear that as well. A couple of ways to reach out to us. The easiest, of course, our phone number, 855-833-9864, or our website, truthfortodayradio.org. Now, you have another way to reach out to us, and that is, especially if you have a question or a praise report, that you would like Pastor Phil to answer. Well, simply take your voice memo app on that smartphone of yours, record your question along with who you are and where you're calling from, and then email that bit of audio to us at tftquestions at valleybible.org. Again, the email address is tftquestions at valleybible.org. So email that to us. We'll run it by Pastor Phil, and should we use it on the radio, we'll even let you know when. And as always, you can again reach out to us at our website, truthfortodayradio.org, or by calling 855-833-9864. You can also write to us, 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. As you partner with us financially, bear in mind that we are able to continue this radio ministry through you doing just that, joining other friends and family members of this ministry to ensure that this program continues its ministry in the greater Bay Area. Please consider that as you reach out to us, and then join us next time for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard.